Alright, what is up everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner Rift 808. I'm Nate. It's your boy Trent. And I'm Sebastian. And today is somewhat of the halfway point of the year, which means it's time to talk about the top five best and worst albums so far in 2021. It's uh been almost uneventful this year in terms of good music but we've had our share of good ones but we've also had our share of bad ones uh i know trent and i we talked about uh not long ago well really the other day about how there was like no bangers this year like there were last year it was very uh we almost had a set in stone of what we were going to uh have in our top five through the whole year last year by this way uh, by this point but uh Hey, you know, shit changes, and uh, we're just going to go with it. So we're going to stop first. We're going to start first, excuse me, with our uh, top five worst albums of the year so far, starting with Trent. Take it away. Uh, So funny thing, uh, I did it. I didn't do this last year, uh, but I wanted to do it this year to kind of like really stick to you know, what we strive for at the music corner. Um, Cause last year there were some definitively bad albums, you know, like I like we're talking about with like Fiona Apple and stuff. Um, and this year where I have given albums, lower ratings, I really haven't hated albums. Uh, you know, I can still appreciate some musical craft here and there for some of them. Um, but I really didn't. Yeah, I really don't have a bottom five. This this year uh, so far is very in the middle and mediocre that I cannot put onto a list um, what I think my five worst albums are. And if that continues this way, even at the end of the year, I might not have a bottom five or ten, which isn't a bad well. thing. Which is not a bad thing, exactly. There are, I, I am going to say some, uh, like one album that like kind of, if I had to make a list would be on there. Um, because, you know, there were some albums uh, that were lower than others. Um, like Demi Lovato, um, which I didn't like too much. Um but obviously like when we get to like top albums that's obviously where you know everything is going to be going to be good um but if i if i had to pick some things to actually go on a list um i think like uh it would be i can't remember the name of this album but it was a uh, Oh, it was in spite of by for your health i remember i did not really like that oh, album oh yeah yeah um that was just something that was not for me um poo shiesty i didn't really like that one was that was lower burr <laughs> um oh i'm trying to find it what the heck was the album oh no i can't find it fuck um oh my god we listened to it not long ago ajr that's what it was um, I, I'm not even surprised with that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, AJR, like Justin Bieber as well. Um, who did we shit on? I can't remember. Who who the hell did we shit on? We shit on a lot of people. We shit on a lot of people. Um, I say this is the bit. I didn't make a list because it, it was it was hard to make a list. Um, so, yeah, but that... That's my take on it. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And as we get, you know, towards the end of the year, I'm sure I'll have a more something more concrete. But I just wanted to make that known that I really didn't have anything because I didn't really. <laughs> there wasn't nothing as nothing as bad as Fiona Apple, uh, as I <laughs> said in the other episode. We love that, um, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, I just didn't. Nothing really stuck out to me. Um, so it was it was really hard. To, to pick something for the bottom even for the top as well because i i you know like i said it before it was a very it's a very in the middle year for music uh you know last year we had you know after hours and uh future nostalgia uh it just you know just to name a few there um 
and it was just just a banging year all the way through for all of us. So um, this year is definitely, as I've learned, uh, and as I'm looking back on episodes and um, and uh, playlists that I make for the uh, albums of the week, uh, it is it it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a rough year uh, to decide <laughs> towards the end what we're gonna do for top fives and top tens and shit. So uh, that's my take on it, uh, Sebastian. I'll let you take it away. So, uh, let me see. Let me change my gain setting real quick. Okay. Uh, so I do have a definitive top five, except there is no particular. Oh yeah. Top five of the worst. Uh, and there is a definitive number one. And if you guys know me, you already know it. But until we get to that, we will talk about these, uh, just being as, you know, mysterious as possible uh we're gonna start off with a banger certified banger by sleaford mod spare ribs uh to me it sounded like an old english guy yelling off his porch and just like screaming at a bunch of people that he just wasn't in tuned with uh generationally speaking uh it was very bare bones in the worst ways possible there was no coherent there was just no coherent and um there was no sense to this album it made absolutely no sense not even in a good way there are things like trout mask out there that are just nonsensical and great at the same time there is in media other than music there is the room you know it makes no sense but it's fucking amazing uh but then you have sleaford mods and it's just like what are you trying to go for here? You know, I, I know it's highly critically acclaimed. So are the rest of their albums, but it's not a fan, not a fan at all. Uh, do not like this sound. And moving on from there, we have Mr. Burr himself, Pooh Shiesty. Man, this album was really shitty. If you asked me, <laughs> um, yeah, Shiesty season is a textbook example of how to not rap at all. Uh, the guy goes off beat constantly. Um, the features are far better than him. Honestly, at this point, I'd prefer another The Baby album over Pooh Shiesty, for sure. Um, going from there, we have, uh, I'm sorry to my lovely partner, but BB Rexa with Better Mistakes. Shit, there has not been this bad of a mistake in an artist with a pretty consistent track record for a while. Uh, BB Rexa, though, she is quite the oddity as far as pop music goes for me. Uh, you know, hearing her on a really shitty uh, country ballad, I guess you can say, with uh, Florida Georgia Line. And from there, uh, of course, you have her That's Amore cover where it's just just the worst awful. processing, the worst mixing, the worst cover, the worst take of a song that is very beloved and has been for many, many years. So, yeah, BB Rexa, this is probably one of your worst mistakes by far. Um, going from there, we have the Mr. Martin Luther King sampler himself, uh, Justin Bieber with the album Justice. Uh, yeah, this album... <laughs> Whoa, man. And, you know, Peaches, you know, I'll I'll, I'll kind of take that out of the light of the album because as a single, it's pretty good. It's his most popular one and definitely for good reason because you have Giveon, you have Daniel Caesar on the track. It's a very well-blended mix of them, except Justin Bieber is still the worst part of the song, which I, you know, honestly, I'll take that over uh, cutting off Martin Luther King's speech to say Justin Bieber's name. I mean... You know, I'll 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 give him a bone there. So I would say that one's probably the closest thing to a number two I will have because just for shock value alone, it's like, man, Justin, I thought peeing on a Mayan temple was bad. Well, <laughs> guess he had more in him. Um, going in at my number one, this is an atrocity of music. AJR's OK Orchestra. I saw that coming. <laughs> there. There is no album I've ever listened to. This includes Halsey. This includes Miss Fiona Apples, Fetch Me the Bolt Cutters. This 
is the worst album I have ever heard in my life. This is insulting as a music fan to listen to. And I have never been so patronized by a band in my life. You know, I've I've gone on record and say, you know what? They're just not for me. AJR, they're just they're just there and I I'm sorry, I'm not a big fan of their music, but same time I, I was able to at least be like, yeah, I just kind of don't like them. But after this album, I'm going to say right now, I am a firm firm hater of this group. I've just never heard something that just made me so infuriated in my life. Honestly, and I'm I'm not trying to over exaggerate because I'm on the internet here on a podcast. Like this is just how I genuinely feel about this album. <laughs> it's so patronizing. You know, it tells you how to make their songs and it covers Mozart but in the shittiest way. You know, it's like you want to make some honestly i was kind of excited that they might be taking a better turn because their last albums were improving upon each other and maybe just maybe i thought they would dig themselves out of their grave of dog shit but no they just proceeded to give more laxative to the dog that is shitting in that pit it's just overflowing at this point and i I hated them before for adding random sounds that made no fucking sense into a song. Then they continue to do it. Then they continue to add more sound effects that make no goddamn sense. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, they're a really shitty band. And I'm sorry, you know, if you like them, more power to you. Just go off, man. But I, I can't. I cannot get behind something like this. It is. It hurts me. This is my number one. Unless there is something truly, truly abysmal to the point where I have to maybe reconsider Kirk Cobaining myself. I don't think this will ever leave my number one spot as an album for the worst category. Just ever in general. I think we already found Sebastian's uh, worst album of the decade, it seems like, with this album. <laughs> yeah. I get it, though. I get it. It's not – It's while I didn't hate it anywhere near as much as you guys, it's like, you know, it's it's their worst album, easily. Like I now realize how bad I shit on that album. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I know, like uh... – I know, especially like, I, <laughs> I know I just said like I didn't really hate a lot of albums, <laughs> and then hearing Sebastian, I went back to like when we talked about the Justin Bieber album, and I was like, oh, I really just kind of said that about that album, didn't I? <laughs> right, right. But I mean, you know, it. Like looking back on it, um, also thanks for answering my text, Nate. <laughs> I got you, homie. <laughs> Um, wait, was that it, Trent? Yeah, that was all. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, <clears throat> so here's mine. A uh, little bit similar to uh, some of the bands we talked about, but there's also some new ones here that we haven't mentioned at all. Starting with number five here, I Hate God, A, historic, a History of Nomadic Behavior. <clears throat> um, wow. This one was just like... The worst, one of the worst albums I've heard this year, easily, obviously, because it's on this list. But, like, this one, just especially, because I Hate God, the way they sounded on this album, and I don't know if they still sound like this at all on their older releases, it doesn't sound anything at all like you would think the band would sound. Like, I thought they were a death metal band, you know? But, like, no, they're, like, sludge metal. A, a very shitty sludge metal band. I... I, his voice is just so bad. The band is just very mediocre at best. But, like, the one thing that, like, was a big key factor to putting this in my top five worst albums was that last song. And I'm pretty sure it was just you and I, Trent, for when we reviewed this one. But that was the one where he was just like, Go to work every day, every day, every day. I'm like, what? I forgot about that album. I was like, what? Oh my god. It was so bad. Dude, you <laughs> saying that now, I remember it. Because we talked about that. We were like, dude, it just take a chill pill. <laughs> right? Or like do it better or something. Yeah. 
wow it was insane so yeah that took its rightful place at the top five it might not be there by the end of the year when we do like a top 10 of this but like uh i I had to put that out there i had to make that known but uh moving along then to number four here water parks greatest hits far from it far from greatest hits on that one it's just what would you say I said, I said oop. <laughs> yeah, oh, oop. This is just an example of just very shitty pop punk infused with like whatever the fuck you wanted to combine with, you know, to make it seem interesting or different than the generic pop punk. I mean, oh my god, there was nothing redeemable at all about this album. Like, not even any instrumentals were all that good. It was just, once again, very mediocre. There was like a couple songs on here. Um,. <clears throat> I'm trying to like see if I can pull it up real quick here, but like he the the from the intro of like a, what it sounded like it was a an interview kind of like sample to the actual song itself was just so dog shit because that was the only song on there too. And I'm trying to get the t- track here. I think I got it right now. Uh, I like it. That's right. So it was in all caps. Like it. Oh my god. They would just he just decides to like make his voice so shitty. But like punk, quote unquote, that and it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. It's awful, and the whole album is just boring. It's not even generic. It's just boring and like not fun at all. So, gonna leave it at that one. That was definitely one of the worst. Uh, but number three here, Sebastian. We had the same slot for number three. It seems like because I got BB Rex's Better Mistakes as well. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. No. Mm. Mm awful like you've already basically like just demolished her already so like I'm not gonna add too much to uh that burning pile of uh shit fire but it no awful pop album I cannot believe that they wrote this off and we're like yeah go ahead release it and like her voice just it sounds like she's doing that on purpose. It sounds like she's purposely making her voice sound shitty, but it's like, it's artsy, you know? It's like an artsy style. Like, no, no, it's not. Shut the fuck up. Get better vocals. It's, yeah, it's a Halsey kind of issue I have, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Except hers is far worse. Well, Halsey's or BB Rexa? Honestly, I'm going to say BB Rexa because Halsey, at least when she doesn't, you know, unarticulate her R's, it's at least manageably okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, at least, like, you know, even for me, like, I'm not the biggest Halsey fan at all, but at least there's some sort of enjoyableness with her music, whether you have to dig deep to find it or not. But, yeah, no. Fuck BB Rex's album. Awful. Really quick before you move on, I just want to say, uh, you talking about the shitfire, uh, it reminds me of Sebastian in one of our earlier episodes where he said, it doesn't matter how much you polish a turd. It's still a turd. What album was that for? Because I remember. I that. don't remember, but that I you said that, and I was like, "Oh, that reminds me of Smash." It's the it's the sequel. It's the shit yeah. sequel. I feel like that was AJR. Yes, it sounds like it would have been AJR. No, no, it was earlier. Oh, it was way like last earlier. year. Last year, huh? Like I'm talking about, like right after. It might have been. It might have been episode five, actually. Episode five. It might have been episode five. I don't know. I mean, hey, we'll, we'll I'm gonna have to it. go back and I'm gonna have to sadly go back and look at our old stuff because, <laughs> oh boy, production <laughs> quality is oof. oof. But uh, yeah. Anyway, here moving on to my number two, um, Camilo Mismanos. So this one. It's kind of surprising, maybe, that it's number two, because this is typically an album that, like, you know, it would be one that we would listen to, we probably wouldn't have liked it, and then we would just move on from it. But there was... This album was just so fucking boring and uninteresting that I could not not put it on my worst list. I mean, I don't mind, uh, like, any sort of Spanish music at all. You know, I loved that you know, Black Eyed Peas album where they kind of like combined all of that and made it the translation album. I, I really enjoyed that album, but like that's good Spanish music. This is not, this is so bad and nothing is upbeat at all. And it's, I mean, maybe it was supposed to be a slower album, maybe, but like 
at the same time, even slow albums can be better than this. It was it was so bad. I just can't explain. The, it was like a very painful album to get through, and I think it was like thirty something or forty something minutes. So like not terribly long, but like it was unbearable. But not as unbearable as my number one album that is the worst of the year for me, and that is Sebastian's talked about it. Sea floored mods, spare ribs. Wow. I I cannot believe that this album exists. I cannot believe that this is the lowest rating score I've ever given, period, to any album ever. Like, starting from 2016 when I first started doing my own personal review stuff, I've never given an album a 1.5 out of 10 because of how dog shit it was, because of how awful it was, and how angry it made me. It physically made me angry, mentally, emotionally, and physically made me angry. I was in awe of how bad this album was. I mean, Sebastian kind of already went through that a little bit, but, like, don't don't listen to it. Don't. I don't care if it's critically acclaimed or not. Don't. It's... I can guarantee you, too, if you want to listen to the band, it's not their best album by any means, and that should not be a spot that you start with uh, for this band. But no. This is the worst album of the year, worst album of the decade, and quite possibly the worst album of all time for me. End of story. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. But now that all the uh, roasts and stuff are out of the way, we're going to get into the best ofs here in a moment. But before we do, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we're back. All right. It is now time for the top five best albums of the year so far. Started over here with me. I got here at number five, Chase Atlantic's Beauty and Death. So Chase Atlantic, I've followed them for a little bit now uh, since I saw them back in 2019, which was an excellent show, which caught me by surprise because I really wasn't like, not even not only was I not a fan, but I just had no interest at all in the band in general um, at the time that that came out. And they were uh, on tour supporting their album Phases, which was a decent album. It's definitely their second best album of the three that they have, three full lengths. But Beauty and Death, Wow. That one shocked me. This one is easily their best album to date. Everything about that, everything about this album is nearly, like, perfect. There's only a part of it where, like, towards the end of it, it gets a little bit too slow. But, like, it only makes sense because, like, the first half is very upbeat with, like, the trap beats that they put in there and, like, you know... These like these like somewhat of uh, rap features that are on one of the songs, you know. It's a very hip hop influenced album, and wow, it blew me away. I was not expecting as good of an album as this one was. Like, definitely probably going to stay at least in the top ten by the end of the year. This one was just super memorable to me. Um, so yeah, there's that one. Chase Atlantic, Beauty and Death, uh, number four. Right now, I have Brockhampton, Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine. This album has been on repeat almost one to two times a week for me. I mean, goddamn. I think every time I come home from work, I have to at least put on Buzzcut. Because that song is like a top five song of the year kind of thing, you know? It's it's so fucking good. The whole album is excellent. The first listen, I think I was like, um, I liked it for sure. But it took me more and more listens um, to get fully invested into it and to even put it in my top five. Because, man, it is just, it's so good. It's like one of their best albums next to uh, Iridescence, in my opinion. Like, the, boy, the boys did it. They made, an, like, easily one of the best albums in their entire career. Um, if other songs in here, like, you know, Count On Me, uh, they also had The Light, which is an emotional one, uh, Don't Show Up The Party, and they also had a lot of good features here, too. I mean, Danny Brown on Buzzcut, got JPEG Mafia on a song, uh, ASAP Rocky, you know, it's, it's a stacked album. It's really good. Very excellent work by them. Uh, this one and the next one here can kind of both interchange, I'd say, uh, but for the sake of making this list, I just decided to put uh, this at my number three, which is Architects, for those that wish to exist. Uh, 
an excellent album once again by those guys they really do not do any wrong they make no bad music in my opinion at least f- starting from probably uh their album daybreak uh the every album from then on was just banger after banger and this is no exception uh they toned it down a little bit on this one it's not too much metalcore anymore with uh, however there still are like heavier songs on here but they're kind of going for like a, a mainstream thing it seems like which i have no problem with i mean they deserve so much hype and so much recognition for their work and i mean they can't just keep writing off of the same albums you know i mean you can't have consistently or you can't have it like um you know, all our gods have abandoned us times three, you know, or even lost together, uh, lost forever, like, you know, as many times as that is. So I'm glad they changed it up a bit on this one. And uh, they are going live, or they're going to be going on tour. They're coming to the States, coming to Cleveland. Uh, I won't be in town, though, for that, unfortunately, uh, because I'll be going to see uh, my number one album of the year, which we'll get to very shortly here. But before we get there, let's go to number two. Overwork, Vessel, the electronic album. That album blew me away. It's a, it's strictly almost all instrumental electronic elements with a couple singing parts on like two, maybe three songs. But oh my god, it like it made my jaw drop multiple times with how good it was. Specifically, there was the one song that was like close to the end of the album. I want to say it was called like Resonate or something like that. I have it right here. Yeah, Resonate. Resonate is like another top five song of the year for me, I'd say, that I can honestly see making it to even like number three or even two because of just how amazingly done that song is. It's beautiful. The whole album is beautiful. Great work of art. But there can only be one. There can only be one potential album of the year. But for me, I think this is almost set in stone. Shit changes, of course. You never know. But number one, S.G. Lewis Times. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ever since I discovered this man and we reviewed it, I cannot get enough of S.G. Lewis. This is like nearly every day I have to hear at least like one song off this album. No, I'll be like four. I've listened to half the album at least every day just so I'm satisfied because there, this is like, this is what future nostalgia could have been at the maximum potential. I mean, with that album, it's a damn near perfect album. Don't get don't get us wrong here. I mean, we praise the fuck out of that album. It was only those last two songs that kind of destroyed any kind of perfection to it, I would say. Just because they're kind of like outliers of the album, at least to me, you know? But this one, I mean, S.G. Lewis, he does not have any sort of outlier at all on this, really. It's kind of perfectly done, flows beautifully. It's like the dance anthem of this century. This is our generation's dance anthem that is criminally underrated still, but... I mean, what are you going to do? You can only get it out there as much as you can. Um, I'm going to be seeing him that weekend that Architects is coming to Cleveland. But, I mean, he's only got four shows in the United States. And I can't pass up on any. Like, I can't I can't just pass up on it. You know, I got to go to one. You got you to gotta see S.G. Lewis live. You got to have the time of your life. And, yeah, I, ugh, such a great album. So groovy, so funky makes you want to dance no matter what you're just you're head bopping you're doing something you're moving to his music and that's that's why he's the potential album of the year here but yeah that's my list so far might change might not you never know last year it was pretty set in stone and then kid cuddy came out with man on the moon three and that changed everything literally down every single album i had just so i can put him at number one it's crazy but you never know so anyway, Sebastian, what is your top five best albums of the year so far? So, unlike the worst, the best was harder for me because this was a pretty mediocre year overall. I still have a top five made. Uh, I still have a definitive number one at this point, but that's, I'm going to say right now, most of this top five is going to change if there are better albums to come. Because, honestly, I based this off of how much I've listened. 
not even like the ones I've given 10 out of 10s because I've only done that twice this year. I uh, yeah, 10 out of 10s twice and then 9 out of 10s uh I think twice as well. So by this point, I think I had like a whole list of bands that were in 9 or 10 uh range in my in my notes and stuff like that. But this year it's very seldom. And honestly, I threw in the albums I had the most enjoyment out of. Um, we're going to start right now with one that I don't think anybody really saw coming. I mentioned this to Nate and Trent as kind of a teaser. Uh, this is Slow Ties Tyron. So I'm, I don't know why I like this album so much, but I think I've had 45 Smoke playing every morning when I wake up. And I think it's like the ultimate wake and bake song. I just, I was like, honestly, this is fucking amazing. And no, I do not get high every day before work. That's, I, I just mean in general. Um, yeah, it's it's very, it's a very fun song. And not to mention Mazza with ASAP Rocky, ASAP Berg. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, that one went insane. ADHD. It's the best way to describe ADHD within rap. I I was like, dude, this album's fucking amazing. And not to mention, the story behind this dude is insane as well. This guy is a hardcore. He's kind of like, he's kind of like the Tyler the Creator of England. I would say, in the sense that he's a very good artist, but he just kind of makes shit posts, and they are actually good. And then someday, hopefully, he'll make an Igor or something similar in that vein. Um, so, yeah, Slow Ties, Tyron. This guy has a lot of potential. I really, really hope I hear more from him soon. Um, going from there, I also want to mention one that will be in another one of our members' top fives. But I'm going to put Gojira's Fortitude. Uh, I didn't really give this one too much of a uh, too much of a glance when I first reviewed it, considering I only listened to like a fourth of the album when we had to review it. So going into the whole entire album, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. This is no Mars to Cirrus, but at the same time, I really fucking enjoyed it nonetheless. And honestly, I mean, it's it's Gojira. Uh, they definitely changed their style a lot, but I don't want to take too much away from our boy, so I'll end it there. Uh, coming up next, we have Haley Williams' Flowers for Vases. Wow. My very first, yeah, my very first top 10 of this year, or sorry, 10 out of 10 this year, not top 10. Sorry, watch Mojo on the brain out here. Um, this album is, this album is great. Honestly, uh, everything Nate felt about her solo release last year is how I feel about this one this year. Last year, um, I forgot the name of the album. Pills if you can Robert. remind me, Nate. Yeah, that one, uh, it really just, it, it sat well with me. It was a good album, don't get me wrong, but it just, I didn't want to hear that from Haley Williams at that point. But uh, this year, however, uh, Flowers for Vases, really gave me something I never thought I would want from Haley Williams. Um, this is the kind of emotional depth that I have been taking into my sad boy hours with just all of the glee possible in a time of pure sadness. Um, you know, we all have our points in the weeks, the months or whatever, where you're just feeling like really down and you just kind of want to disassociate for a bit. I, I have that quite a bit. And the albums that I can listen to during that time tend to be some of my favorites of the year. Uh, I noticed that last year with Marilyn Manson, but uh, this year for Flowers for Vases, I have been really listening to this one a lot. Um Considering this is my first 10 out of 10 this year, honestly, I don't think it deserves anything less to this point. Um, some of these albums I put on here, Slow Tie uh, being the one, I kind of put at a way higher rating after the initial episode. But with this one, it's 
consistently still a 10. It's probably going to be on my top five, hopefully by the end of the year, if not top 10. Uh, this is definitely my favorite work Haley Williams has ever done as a vocalist. And that, I mean, you're hearing it from me here. Uh, I love Paramore. I love um, After Hours and all that stuff. But this is this is by far my favorite Haley Williams piece in general. This captures her mania. This captures her emotion the best way possible. And honestly, I... I can't give this thing more than enough praise. Uh, going into my number two, we have Porter Robinson's Nurture. Um, honestly, the techno slash EDM slash whatever you want to call it, ethereal instrumental, whatever you want to call it, this year has been a huge awakening for me with that side of music. Uh, before I would just dismiss it immediately. Last year we had Purity Ring and a couple others. I was just like, "Fuck this!" Uh, like hundred gex, you know, stuff like that. I really did not vibe with those whatsoever. And I think I have a good way of putting it. I really enjoy the less dancey side of EDM. I prefer the more atmospheric side that you really can't get from traditional. In instruments because they incorporate so many different sounds they incorporate so many different uh textures and i think that it can really really suit a mood very very well uh porter robinson's nurture it was just an endless stream of just euphoria and i know i've been using that word a lot but when you when you go through a time in which it's kind of awkward for yourself, you need all the happiness you can get here and there. And I'm not trying to vent or anything. That's just in general. You just you need something to level yourself out. And music always helps me do that. Porter Robinson, uh, honestly, this one and Haley Williams have been my go-to Sad Boy Hours jams, uh, along with Mogwai, but sadly I did not put Mogwai on the top five because some of the vocal parts kind of killed it for me. Um, but Porter Robinson was perfect all the way through. Uh, I listened to, whenever I listen to it, I listen to the whole album start to finish. I don't really do segments, pieces. I think it's best enjoyed when given a full listen. So I encourage you guys to do that if you haven't so already. Uh, just one of the best albums I've ever heard in this genre. Uh, going into my number one, it's this one's kind of a surprise for even me. I didn't really think of it that highly when we first reviewed it, but after listening to it over and over and over and over again, um, Roadrunner by Brockhampton is hey. a great fucking album. Honestly, I've I've just. Nate said it all with this. Uh, the Danny Brown uh, feature was with Buzzcut is by far my favorite Brockhampton track just ever. Um, you know, don't shoot the party. Love that one. That one just it's really sinister and just fucked up. I, I like it a lot. Um, and Count on me is a really fun one as well. And yeah, I mean, from there, I mean, Nate kind of described it all. This is by far my favorite personally uh or personal uh Brockhampton album just favorite of all time I'm definitely getting this one on vinyl if I ever find it or just decide to order it one day it's it's amazing uh and I do have one honorable mention because I totally forgot about this when I was making this list and I was looking at my notes with uh all the different albums that we were reviewing and I'm gonna mention Bones uh I think it was Burden I think the album was really yeah, that one I've been listening to a lot, especially uh, Gone with the Wind. I, I really enjoy that track a lot, but I'm not going to go too far into it. But that's like definitely my honorable mention for this list. There you go. All right. Uh, good shit. Yeah. Trent, what you got? Uh, I am also in the same way as Sebastian. Uh, and even now I'm looking at my list and I'm not satisfied. Uh, whereas... I am doing this now of like I'm taking into account what I've listened to over this year 
And honestly, I haven't listened to a, uh, a lot of what we have listened to, uh, with the exception of like two or three. And it's kind of sad because I know there was a few episodes I wasn't uh, able to be on. And those ones I actually had a lot of talk about on some of those albums. And I wound up not being able to talk about them and forgot about them. Um, so the albums I have right here, um, they can pretty much go in every order except my top two. Uh, and even which I hate to say at the top two might have to, might have to switch at some point. Um, but uh, what I have here, uh, my top five, uh, three, four, and five can go either way. Uh, so I'll start off with SG Lewis. Uh, Nate already talked about that one. Yes. Uh, I have not listened to the album a lot, actually. Uh, but Nate reminded me of it uh, a few weeks ago. And I was like, damn. So I went back and listened to it. And I was like, I, I remember why I liked that album so much. And I actually didn't know you were going to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. Uh, and yeah, I remember why I liked that album so much. It was really cool, really chill. And it gave me good vibes for that day. Uh, the next two on my list. I'm keeping this pretty short and sweet until I get to the top two. I get that. Um, the next two, uh, one being uh, Greta Van Fleet, Battle at Garden's Gate. Okay. Um, I was not on that episode. I actually really liked that album. Um, it was a different direction, I feel, for Greta Van Fleet, but... um. I'm, I I used to be on the train of Greta Van Fleet where I used to hate him because I like Led Zeppelin, but now it really doesn't fucking matter um, because I realize that that sounds good. Um, you know, how they do things. Like, uh, even today, Black Smoke Rising came out in the car, and that's a fucking great song. Um, I love that entire album. Uh, but Battle at Garden Skate, really great album from Greta Van Fleet. Uh, and I, because I wasn't on that... Um, that episode, I forgot about it. And when I was going back trying to make my list, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot how much I actually really like that album. Uh, and the next one, uh, I guess you can call this number three, uh, would be Kings of Leon, uh, which was right next to Greta Van Fleet on that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been a fan of Kings of Leon. Uh, my mom likes Kings of Leon, so I grew up listening to it. Uh, you know, everybody knows Sex on Fire. That's a fucking old classic banger. Um, but I, I feel like uh, Kings of Leon did a really great job with this record as well. Uh, it was, it it gave me nostalgia uh, to you know being a little kid in the back of my mom's car, um, just driving and just you know looking out the window, racing the imaginary car on the power lines, <laughs> and listening to Kings of Leon. Um, See so that one, that one had it had a. A lot of meaning to me when I was listening to it, uh, and I was driving when I was listening to it. So it was really, uh, it it hit me in the heart a little bit, and I uh, I felt good about it. But I really did like that album. Um, and those are more than likely going to change for the end of the year. Hopefully, they're going to change because hopefully we get some better stuff. <laughs> really, really. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like I said earlier, it's been a mediocre year. Um, so my top two. Uh, to really nobody's surprise here, uh, brand of sacrifice, lifeblood. <laughs> yup, that album is so fucking good. I I bought the orange uh, splatter variant of that, and I also bought the uh, the flag for it, which I still have yet to hang up. Um, I. <laughs> You can say so much about this album. It is so great. And I'm so happy that I was able to find Brand of Sacrifice because they really do an amazing job uh, with their with their sound and everything that they do. Uh, even like the music video uh, for, I want to say... Lifeblood? Uh, no, not Lifeblood. It's the other one. Fuck, what the hell is it? I, think it's the, I honestly think it's the first track on the album. Animal. Hold on, the fuck is it? Oh, like- Demon, Demon King. Oh, My bad. King. The Demon King video, as minimal as that video is, um, it is really good, and it really, you know, kind of sets the stage for what the album is gonna be about. 
and just overall great fucking album. Uh, I am so pleased that I bought it. I'm probably never going to play it <laughs> because I just like that color too much. Uh, and at some point I am going to put, um, I'm going to put post pictures on the music corner, Instagram of, uh, and probably my Instagram of my, my colored vinyl collection. Cause it is, it is pretty extensive. So mm-hmm. I thought about doing that. And that's one of them. That's one of them that I'm glad that I have because, uh, I have like, uh, like I have a clear vinyl and I have like really weird vinyl. Like I've got like a slightly see-through black one. And then I have like a brand of sacrifices, which is bright ass fucking orange. Um, so yeah, I've, I've wanted to post that uh, for a bit now, but I just forgot about it. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure this will probably get me to do it, but uh, yeah. So brand of sacrifice lifeblood is in the number two slot, which it could be switched out for number one. It really depends on the day for me, but uh, in my current number one slot is fortitude by Gojira. I knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. Nate and Sebastian, this is not a surprise to you guys. Um, I, I love Gojira. I will agree with Sebastian. It's uh, I am. I remember what I said during that episode um, that it was, I think it was better. They were like on par to Mars is serious, but I take that back now. Uh, I know it's in recording. Um, I at in at that moment, you know, I was thinking this is this is going to be my album of the year. This is a great album, and it is a great album. I'm not going to take that away, but Mars is serious is something different. You know, every Gojira record is something different, and um, this one is just it, it is very very good it, mario's drumming like i said in that episode like you just can't top that uh everything about gojira everything that they've done over the years for uh you know the environment and stuff like that um as just they they're just great people um and they make great fucking music and fortitude my my i think my song of the year is more than likely going to be um i it's probably gonna be like born for one thing um was it the first track i think it was because that opening track is like i think it is born for one thing i'm pretty sure too yeah yeah born for one thing that's an awesome yeah It is amazing. Have you seen the music video for that? Not the music video, no, actually. Oh, oh dude, the music video is so cool. You, you, you probably would like it because it. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Actually, I'll let you I'll let you watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I I've always been a, a big fan of Gojira. Uh, for probably a little under a decade now, I think actually. Um, never seen them. I know they're coming, but <laughs> we just talked about during our, our little break uh, about <laughs> the fucking ticket sales, man. Yeah. It, it, concerts are coming back, so just the fucking scalpers and shit is insane. Um, I'm hoping that, that I can I, I didn't say this. I didn't say this earlier, but if you somehow can't do Cleveland, they are opening in Pittsburgh for Deftones. Just a little FYI. Gojira's opening for Deftones, oh, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nate, you driving for that one? I'll, <laughs> honestly, I'll pay for gas. Honestly, bet. <laughs> Dude, I would. I never thought I would say this, but I would go see Deftones. Right. <laughs> With Gojira opening, that's a gift for you. That is. Is that? Is it just them two? Uh, and Poppy. Poppy's the opener as well. Yay! You know well, what? Fuck I, it, I'm coming too. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't go for Deftones or Gojira, but, but you go for Poppy. <laughs> Listen, okay, I want my Sundere goth girl, okay? <laughs> I don't Ghost care. I will grow out my goddamn <laughs> neck beard. But, uh, yeah, they would be very cool to see. I've already seen uh, Gojira live, and, yeah, the crowd sucks, so I definitely need a redeeming, and I already bought a, I already bought a ticket for the House of Blues one, so. That's the Agora. Or the Agora, sorry. Yeah. The House of Blues was ginger, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's expensive too. It's crazy. True. Yeah. Oh, dude. Ginger's up to like 160 right now. What the fuck, dude? Like, um, what the fuck? 
Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, Trent, but uh, no, I'm that was that right my whole spiel. Uh, we can talk oh. about concerts for a bit, though. Yeah, for sure. Oh no! All I all I wanted to say was ticket scalpers are on my list of some of the worst people on the planet. Hundred percent. Like, who the fuck says it's okay to buy twenty tickets at a time and then sell them for like double the price and then leave no room for the actual people who want to see the band? It happened with MCR. Uh, because I I tried seeing them when they were. That was there. so bad, dude. Oh. I remember that. Dude, they were literally going for like three, four hundred dollars. Is it for Detroit? Is it the Detroit show? I think yeah. so. Oh yeah, God. I I was looking at tickets. So when they first came out, they were like, I, I for the ones I were lo- I was looking at, I was like sixty bucks. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wait until the next paycheck. A literal week later, it skyrocketed to five hundred dollars for the exact same ticket. And this is a week later. This the show is not even close to sold out yet. No, it was. No, it that, like, show, that show did sell out. No, I meant like um when I when I looked to buy it again. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, at the time it wasn't sold out yet, and I was like, "Are you serious?" Like I like at first I thought so many people bought it, but then I realized like no, like a uh, like uh I think it was it was either one of those shows or it was either that show or another one where like none there was like nobody there compared to like what the actual ticket sales were. It's crazy. It's crazy that like yeah. people will take advantage of that. Like that's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was in fucking. That's one thing I'll say about. I think. Uh, I think Kid Rock does it where he has his. Uh, you have to buy your tickets in person for his. Oh really? Yeah, and he keeps some. Che- or no, you know who it was? I think. I think it might have been Prince. Fair I think it might have been Prince. He was did a it. fair man. He was a fair man. Yeah. Like. I mean, I, I'm okay with that practice. I know people are still not okay with, like, going in person for things for COVID. But at the same time, if you want to go to a concert around millions of people, you probably should go there and buy it yourself at this point because these ticket scalpers are just... I don't even know weird. if you can go up and buy them yourself at venues. No, you can't. I, I'm sorry. I meant to say they should bring that They back. should wait, bring wait, it wait, back. Wait, 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 you can't. I, I've done it before. Fuck! I need to go do that. I was gonna say the House of Blues for sure does that. You can oh, House it. of Blues does, yeah. House of Blues does, but yeah. I don't think like the like the bigger venues don't do it. Oh, um, no, no. I Blossom, don't. the Q, at least around us. The Q might Blossom. No, I don't. No, the Q, the Q is strictly through Ticketmaster, I believe, which sucks because Ticketmaster is be. fucking garbage. Right? No, then they used to be able to do it in person because I know once. Yeah, they used, used to be, but that's fucked crazy yeah yeah all right (laughs) all righty people i think that's gonna do it for today um do we want to do album recommendations or just save it for next time honestly i we just talked about 10 albums we're okay i figured yep you guys know what to do listen to the albums that we suggested for top fives for our so far uh yearly run here but that's gonna do for this episode uh trent sebastian as always thank you for joining and we will see you guys in the next episode this has been the music corner of state awaits and we are signing off